So here's my worship. All of my worship. Can you sing it out? Receive my worship. Sing. All of my worship. One more time. Here's my worship. Sing. Here's my All of my Father, receive it. Say, receive my all of mine. Now somebody lift your voice in this room and shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Come on, I said shout out to God with the voice of triumph. You're worthy of our worship, Jesus. Raise it up, say you, Lord. Say, here's my worship. Sing it out. Here's my worship. All of my, All of my worship. Father, receive. Receive my worship. All of my, All of my worship. One more time. Say, here's my worship. Here's my worship. Say you, Lord.
Good morning. I'm Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Sr., pastor of this great, great church, St. Matthew's Baptist Church here in Williamstown, New Jersey. We greet you in the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord, Kurios, to the glory of Almighty God. Again, we are praying for both you and your families during this pandemic virus. We are praying for your safety. We're praying for your health. We're praying for your strength. We're praying for your fortitude. We are praying. And we are committed not only to the person of Jesus Christ, but to pull out and the power of Jesus Christ. We thank God for Jesus, his only begotten son, and we are confident during this crisis that your faith, your fortitude, and even your future will be sustained. I am just thankful that trouble does not last always. Trouble has a season, and God ends that trouble season and gives us a triumph in Christ. We are rejoicing in him, the God of salvation, we are calling things that be not as though it already was. We, we are praising God for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. This is the Lord's day. This is the day of worship, the day that we recognize the magnificence and the majesty and the power of Jesus Christ. We praise him from whom all blessings flow and we pray as God is faithful to you, and he has been faithful. You woke up this morning, he started you on your way, he put food on your table, clothes on your back, money in your pocket. In spite of what's going on, God has been faithful. Oh, give thanks. It's a time of praise unto the Lord, for he is good, intrinsically good, and his mercy 
endureth forever. And the psalmist goes on to say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So we are choosing to say so, that God is everything he said about himself. And as God is faithful to us, we want you to continue to be faithful, that you would tithe online, amen, that you would send your envelopes in the P.O. Box 817, Williamstown, New Jersey, 08094. Be faithful to God. God's been faithful to you. And we thank God again from whom all blessings flow. This morning, this morning we're in John chapter 6, St. John chapter 6, amen, verse 6. And my uh, title is a deliberate design. Listen, a deliberate design, John 6, 6 says, And this he said to test them, to prove them, for he himself knew what he would do. A deliberate, listen, design. All designs by God are deliberate to a purpose. They are developed through a process and are dedicated to a product. These designs are a direct result of pre-planning, predicting a performance that only God can ex nihilo, we're going to get back to that, speak something into existence. And, and we are thankful many times what puzzles us about our human makeup is nothing more than God's predetermined will. There are no coincidences spiritually in this walk. God has ordained, God has predestined, God has predetermined everything, amen, and it lines up with his will. The book of St. John is the gospel of St. John, and it tells us in the last chapter of St. John that Amen. The uh, whole theme and emphasis of St. John, listen, is to prove that Jesus is God. He's God's son, unique son, begotten son, only begotten son, and he's the son of God. He's the son of God, and he's God the son. Unlike the other three synoptics, Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which are similar because they deal with his humanity, the Messiah who walks with us and walks among us, and Matthew, the servant of the Lord from Mark, and the Son of Man from Luke. They, they all give us his humanity, but only John gives us his divinity. He's 100% man, and He's 100% God, and in John, in John, only in John, we, we see his self-existence, chapter 1. We see his creatorship. He created all things, chapter 1. He's pre-existence. He's self-sufficient. And, and John, in chapter 1, gives us a glimpse into his glory 
because he's the logos. He, he is the word. He's the logos. Listen, he's the light. He's the life. He's the lamb. And he's the ladder. Jesus is everything he said he was. He was not born. God was not born. Amen. In Bethlehem of Ephrata, Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Ephrata. When he took on flesh and tabernacled among us, hallelujah, he always was. He's the wasness of was. He's king of kings. He's lord of lords. And here in St. John, there are seven IMs that Jesus refers to, which, amen, locks him automatically in the Exodus 3.14, when Moses was at the burning bush and Moses said to God when the bush was burning but not consumed and a voice came out and said take your shoes off your feet you're standing on holy ground and and Moses said to God well when I go to Pharaoh who should I say sent me and God said I am that I am I'm the self-existent self-sufficient eternal God so Jesus in John has seven IMs. That, that is, when you look at this makeup, amen, I am the bread of life here in chapter 6, amen. Uh, before Abraham was, I am in chapter 8, hallelujah. I am the light of the world, chapter 9. I am the good shepherd of the sheep, chapter 10, Amen. I am the resurrection and life, chapter 11. And then I am the, the true vine, chapter 15. That, that is, when you look at these seven I am's, they are balanced out, listen, by seven signs. The first sign was the uh, wedding at Cana when he turned water to wine. And then he healed the nobleman's son. He, he healed the sick. That was the third sign. The fourth sign is the amen uh, he is the bread of life here in chapter 6. A amen. And then uh, the next sign is he walked on water. And then the next sign is he healed a blind man from birth. And then he raised Lazarus from the dead. What a book. Now let me stop Paul's and Park because if you want the word, you come to St. Matthew's. If you want, amen, the true living rightly divided word you come here uh, we, we, we don't make up things and the word of God is extraordinary but there's some things before you can exposit the word you need to understand that is no one scripture of his own interpretation God wants us to compare scripture with scripture to get truth but secondly the old the, listen the new testament is in the old testament concealed and the Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed. So when you're studying the word, you always interpret the word in the clear, not the cloudy. So if, if it's not saying everything about a subject you're looking for, it's cloudy. And you need to do research for it to become clear. Amen. The hermeneutical law of interpretation is, listen, the historical, the grammatical, and the literal interpretation of the Word of God. And here, we want to be in the clear. We want to exposit this, amen, story, this narrative in John chapter 6. 
And it is extraordinary what Jesus does in this narrative. First of all, I want you to see this, that this particular narrative is couched in the fact that Jesus is about to feed 5,000. Now, with women and children, it, it added up to thirteen to 15,000. And, and, and the Bible lets us know, listen, that he had been preaching. They were on a hillside, on the mountainside, listening to him. He paused, and he decides to provide lunch. I love this narrative because this narrative, amen, deals with a test of the disciples' faith. It deals with a transference, amen, of a dinner, amen, of food, and it ends with a transformation of fulfillment. When you look at this makeup, and I, and I want you to see this, Jesus prays, and then he produces, and 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 so one one of the things that we must understand is that in a similar sense, God, listen, is always deliberate in His designs. Now let me stop, pause, and part. That is, we all have our own DNA. We're all different. Amen. And 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 when I think about this, it 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 it, it really humbles me. To know that God is an all-wise creator of the universe. We, there, there is a deliberate design to our minds. Now let me stop, pause, and park. I am not supposed to think like you. I am not supposed to respond like you. I am not supposed to approach problems like you. I have my own DNA. Moses was different from David. David was different from Solomon, so forth and so on. Solomon was different from Elijah. And, 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 and not only in our minds, my, my background, my history, my hurts, amen, and things that I have passed through all were indicative of the makeup, the deliberate makeup of God in my life. I was raised in a very structured, disciplined home where there was rules, respect, and responsibility and consequences. So I came up in that uh, environment, 17 years. I went in the military during Vietnam, seven years doing classified work, and I was very disciplined, amen, and I was, I was, I was very direct in my management, getting things done the right way uh, with excellence and order. Yeah, that's me. I don't manage through relationships. I manage according to function. And and so uh, uh, when you look at my mind, my mind was put together with circumstances at my past and amen and all the things, the experiences and the exposures I passed through. That's why I don't think like you. You, you didn't have my past. I didn't have your past. Can I get a witness? So I'm not going to pastor the way you would pastor, even though you're not pastoring. I, I don't think the way you think. I, now, now sin is black and white. I don't do the things you do. Amen. I see things from, listen, my own prism. Lord have mercy. That, that is that my mind 
was a deliberate design, and even our marriages are a deliberate design. God had something to do with the person you marry. So you won't compete your compliment. Their weaknesses is your strength. Your strength are their weaknesses. And we are working overtime trying to make our mates like us. And that's against the will of God. God gave you somebody different, contrary, from you, for you. That, that, that when you begin to look at your minds, your marriages, and, and, and your management styles, and your makeup... God had a deliberate design. And in this deliberate design, I want to show you from this narrative just how deliberate it is. Thank you, Jesus. That your DNA, your approach, your management, your maneuvers, your thinking are totally different from anyone else's. There may be some similarities, but God was very deliberate, deliberate, according to his blueprint, according to his will, in the person you are today. Here in John 6-4, we see a test by a deliberate design to Jesus' disciples. It's a test of faith. It's a test of faith. It's a test of faith. Now, I want you to see this, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. Now, Jesus, this is interesting, the timing of this miracle, because Jesus is the Passover, and Jesus is the feast. He said, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and died. The manna that came down from heaven was temporary. It was not fulfilling. It did not sustain and 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 so uh, the context of, of of John 6 4 is that the Passover and the feast was nigh when Jesus then listen amen lifted up his eyes he prayed and 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 then he came to Philip one of his disciples and asked him a question and the question was listen to this don't miss this when shall we buy bread that these thousands may eat? Now, now this, this is extraordinary. Philip, great disciple, out of his sense of logic, said 200 denarii, six months of wages, could not feed all these people. Let that soak in. When we are faced with difficulty, when we are faced, amen, with uh, problems, we, we tend to think logically about it. Philip brought logic. Jesus brought liberty. And, 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 and then he went to uh, another disciple, Andrew, Peter's brother, and Peter's brother said, well, there is a little lad here, listen to this, with five small barley loaves of bread, and five numerically is the number of grace, five barley loaves of bread and two small fishes. But 
that too is insufficient to feed this multitude. In this context, Jesus asked Philip, what should we do? He went on to let Andrew talk, but the Bible says Jesus knew what he was going to do. Let me stop pausing part. Jesus already knows what he's going to do with this pandemic. Jesus already knows what he's going to do in your life. Jesus already knows how he's going to pull you out. Jesus already knows how he's going to satisfy your soul. He's not asking questions for you to give him an answer. They are rhetorical questions. They are questions that don't need to be answered. My God is an awesome God. And if you're just praising, problems will take its place. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not looking to logic. I'm looking to his liberty. And do I have a witness? I want him the bread of life. He is the sustenance to my salvation. He's the one that's going to bring me out. He's the one that's going to feed me by deliberate design. God's got the answer to my problems. God is ordering my steps. Do I have a witness? And the next time you come to one of those those crossroads where you are confused, you are in a crisis, you don't know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, amen, uh, 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 don't, don't use logic. Uh, look to Jesus for his liberty. He already knows uh-huh, how he's going to bring you out, bring you through, bring you from, bring you to. Do I have a witness? For he knew. He already knew what he was going to do. When I was messed up in the world, running and, and doing my thing, Jesus already knew when he was going to call me. He already knew when he was going to change me. He already knew when he was going to challenge me. He, he already knew. It's a deliberate design. Thank you, Jesus. But secondly, we, we not only uh, see a deliberate design to test the disciples. And it was a test. And God will allow tests in our lives. He'll allow problems to come up. He'll allow situations to capsize, turn upside down. He, he will allow the hellhounds on our trail he, he will allow us to cry out for help, but he already knows what he's going to do. Do I have a witness? And I'm, I'm glad. I, this, this is a time to praise his holy name because he loves me better than I love myself. Do I have a witness? He has already sanctioned me. He, he already had a deliberate plan. He already had, yeah, he already had a total deliberation, a total design that I would walk into. I'm mystified how the Lord changed my life. I'm mystified how the Lord saved me. I'm mystified how the Lord turned me around. I'm, I'm mystified how the Lord put me on the street called straight. I'm mystified how Jesus 
brought joy into my life, changed my habits, changed my history, changed my hurts, changed my healing. He had a deliberate design. But secondly, we, we, we notice the, the listen, the, uh, the uh, uh, deliberate design of transference. Now, Jesus, pay close attention, is about to feed almost 13,000 people with a little boy's lunch. Only Jesus can take the little and make much. Only Jesus can multiply. Only Jesus, yeah, can do that which is far exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Amen. And, 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 and I want you to see this because in this narrative, amen, he tells the disciples... The first thing needed is order. Let all the people sit down. Sheep cannot feed in fear. Sheep cannot lie down in green pastures when they are nervous about wolves. Sheep cannot sustain themselves. This narrative is all about the insufficiency of our logic and the sufficiency of his liberty. He is sufficient. So he says, let him sit down on the grass. I need order. Order is one of the first laws of God. He's a God of order. When you go back to Genesis and it says, God in the beginning created Barah, the heavens and the earth, ex nihilo, he called into existence something out of nothing. And then he says, and the earth was void and dark. God doesn't make void and darkness. Just go to Isaiah chapter 18. God does not create darkness. And then it says, and the spirit of God, verse 3, moved upon the face of the deep and brought order from disorder. Amen. With a light, the light of God's creative powers and it's here that Jesus passed out these baskets. Now I want you to hear pastor he took a little boy lunch five small uh, barley loaves of bread, two small fish and multiplied them. When he passed the baskets out the <laughs> the probable the Listen, the probable thing we need to look at, nothing was in the baskets. But the baskets became full, amen, as they were passed out. That first sign of turning the water into wine, Jesus said, fill the six water pots, which was used for cleansing, fill them up with water. They, they were filled with water, but as they dipped the water out, the water became wine. There's something significant about you and I obeying God. 
that logic will not get it. You've got to do all that he tells you to do, when to do it, how to do it. Can I get a witness? And when they dipped the water, the water became wine. He sat there and thought wine, and water became wine. He sat there and thought food, and food multiplied. He's able to multiply what you can't even add up. He can take your little and make much. Uh, do I have a witness? Hanging there with me. That is, they pass the baskets and everybody ate. Lord have mercy. Just from a little boy's lunch. And too often God will take the insignificant and make something significant. By faith. By trust. By waiting, amen, by worshiping, by praising, by claiming, by promoting his promises, he's able. You can't believe everything you see or you hear or you feel. We don't live by feelings, we live by faith. We're coming out of this pandemic because we are the people of God and no weapon formed against us shall prosper and we know I wish I had a witness up in this place that all things are working together for the good. God going to work it out. All you got to do is trust him. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. Your children are going to be worked out as you trust him. Your grandchildren, your marriage, your family, your money. God's got it all. He owns cattle on a thousand hill. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Can the Lord prepare a table in the wilderness? Somebody said he's able. He's able. He's able. There is a man, a deliberate design to turn our problems into prescriptions to turn our faith into fruit do I have a witness that is God gives us a working faith that is a faith that works can I get a witness you can't judge me at the outset you can't judge me in a, you gotta wait to see what the end gonna be can I get a witness Amen. And and because I don't think like you, because I'm not like you, because I don't reason like you, because I don't manage like you, because I'm not motivated like you, don't try to turn me into you. That's why you're watching me. You ain't doing nothing. But in the name of Jesus, he's my victor. We're not victims. We're, we have the victory. We we are, amen. We Listen, God gives us a vision and the vitality to carry it out. It is a deliberate design. Your children have a deliberate design. Your grandchildren have a deliberate design. They're not like you. They came from you, but they're not like you. God gave them their own DNA. We got to learn to respect the deliberate design. We all have different gifts. We belong to the same God. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and we have to respect that deliberate design. We're trying to change others. We can't even change ourselves. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. That is, when we look at this matter of deliberate design, we see the order, we see the operation. And then finally, and I want you to hear this, we see the transformation of fulfillment by a deliberate design. We see the outcome. And, and, and it's in this outcome, beginning in verse 12, it's in this outcome, listen, they were all, listen to this, they were all filled, and they could have eaten as much as they wanted. They were all filled, and there were 12 hamper baskets left over. Whatever Jesus does is more than enough. His grace is sufficient. Do I have a witness? I, I, I don't care what habit, what problem you have, whether it's alcohol, drugs, whether it's sex maniac, what, what, whatever it is, with dirt, amen, doubt, his grace comes alongside and it is sufficient. Your insufficiency is his sufficiency. I do have a witness. And, and child of God, when we look at the fact that they were filled and 12 baskets were left over, Jesus said, gather the baskets because nothing is lost. Thank you, Jesus. No throwaways. Amen. Gather up. It's a deliberate design. And when we are suffering, amen, God sends his sufficiency. Do I have a witness? Because God wants you to praise him. God wants you to brag about him. God wants you to be a witness for him. He is able. Any able? And notice the conclusion to this crisis. Uh, the Bible says, uh, then these men, when they had seen this miracle, this sign, they said, truly, this is the prophet which was to come into the world. Amen. Yes, God has a delivering design. It's deliberate. Can I get a witness? As Joseph, thrown in a ditch, went from the pit to the palace, God was with him. Uh, do I have a witness? This deliberate design, amen, uh, helps to facilitate our faith in spite of our faults, our failures, and our fractures. God gives us a faith to give us a victory. It is a deliberate design, and that's why we ought to hold on and hold out. God is not looking to you to change you. God is not looking to you to straighten you out. God wants you to look to the hills from whence cometh your help. Lord, here's your problem. Lord, I got your promises. Now apply your promises to my problem so I can praise your name. I do I have a witness. That is, that is Jesus fills us by his deliberate design in order to deliver us. He puts something in us that's going to work out the bugs from our thinking. 
do I have a witness? Y'all, like a pregnant woman, you got to wait for your delivery date. In your third trimester, when the stomach is enlarged, yeah, when all of the natural things are happening to a pregnant woman, remember this, that there's no deliverance until you experience some pain. The woman's got to go through a season of pain in delivering that baby. And what the doctors tend to do if it's a natural birth, the doctors tell the woman, push. You got to push. Do I have a witness? You got to push your faith this morning. You got to stop looking in the mirror at yourself. Because my God has a deliberate design. You, you got to push for your freedom. You got to push for your future. I dare you to push. And once the baby comes out, the pain is over. Weeping may endure for a night. Well, I'm preaching up in this place, but joy will come in the morning. You got to keep pushing. And when the baby comes forth, the pain is over. We praise him. We thank him. We exalt him for deliberate design. He's too wise to make a mistake. He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He gave me power as he pitied me. He pulled me out of a trying situation. It was all by his deliberate design. I didn't live good enough for him to help me. I didn't pray good enough for him to help me. I didn't praise him good enough for him to help me. I didn't read his word long enough for him to help me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. A deliberate design as a test, as a transference, as a transformation. We are changed by the Spirit of God. Listen to me. Deliberate design. You have nothing to do with this. This was all God. And may all the glory go to God. Do I have a witness? Deliberate. Raymond Gordon, I was deliberate in the home you grew up in. I was deliberate with the family values, the vitality, the vision. I was deliberate in every step you took and where you went, where you came from. I was deliberate in programming you. I was deliberate in letting problems prevail before you. And I was deliberate in you praising my name. And I will be deliberate in pulling you out with a shout. Can I get a witness? I'm so glad we serve a deliberate God. He wants to use your idiosyncrasies, your DNA, your particular person, amen, to praise his name. 
Stop trying to make somebody else like you and thank God for them being unlike you. He wants to compliment you. A deliberate design. Praise his holy and everlasting name. This pandemic is a deliberate design. Yeah. This time is a deliberate design. The rapture will be a deliberate design. Us in glory shouting will be a deliberate design. Seeing all of our loved ones again will be a deliberate design. That's why the song right say, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Listen to this. When we all see Jesus, we're going to sing and shout the victory. No more crying, no more dying, no more pain, no more cancer. Listen, no more crying, a deliberate design. Now walk in the design that God was deliberate in giving to you. Walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by your fruit instead of failure. My hand has been at this plow for 32 years and I will continue to do the Lord's will, work, and way. Bless his name because he's able. Like that pregnant woman pushed this morning. Read John 10 to John 15. Press this morning. Press this morning. I dare you to press. Press and you will be blessed. God bless you. We love you. Support us with your tithes, your offerings online by envelope P.O. Box 817 Williamstown, New Jersey 08094. Pray for me. I'm praying for you. We love you. A deliberate design. God bless you. Have a great, great week. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew's Secure Contribution and Payment Form. 